0: And I'll tell you guys since we're since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to the Grisha Cast.
1: Welcome to Cast, episode 111. In this episode, we're going behind the scenes of our favorite novels. This is your host, Eric.
0: And I'm Terry, from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all <laughs> things Grishaverse.
1: A world created by the mother of the fold and Volcra, Lee Bardugo. Moi savoye casters. Hiya! Hi! So, uh, let's just dive on into our listener cities.
0: Okay. First, we have Johannesburg, South Africa.
1: Oh, thank you, fans out there. And next, we have Schraubach, Brussels.
0: Yay! Good job.
1: Yes. Thank you. (laughs) I worked on that one. Thank
0: you, both cities, for listening to us.
1: Exactly. We love you all. And if you haven't been listed yet... Just keep listening because you will.
0: <laughs> After 111, you'd think we would have covered them all, <laughs> but we haven't. So just wait.
1: <laughs> well, how many cities are there in the world? Really? I know. I was just <laughs> saying. I mean.
0: <laughs> A lot.
1: As if we have, like, listeners in every city in the world. We do. That'd be amazing. Okay. Anyways, we're not going to even try to banter or any of that because we're going to just get right into it. This is an awesome episode, and we have a very special guest with us. So I would like to introduce to you Aaron Stein. Yay! Hi, Aaron. Yay! Hello. So since I haven't said anything, Aaron, will you tell us what you do and what your intricate parts of the verse are
2: I will I will do my best to explain <laughs> <laughs> um but first I have to tell you that Lee says hello
1: oh my god oh. really yes. oh. <laughs> okay uh okay makes me th- I told her I
2: was doing the same she's like tell them I said
1: hi oh my god oh my heart I love it okay <laughs> hi Lee we love you um <laughs> Yes. Okay.
2: So um, I was Lee's editor and publisher for many of the books, but not all of the books. So she had an original editor who did the first five. So the trilogy and the duology, the prose and Crooked Kingdom. And right about just before Crooked Kingdom was publishing, her editor left the company. And so I think her agent did a little matchmaking and put Lee and I together, and I had just started Imprint, which was a new imprint at MacMillan, and Lee and I started working together, so it was very exciting for me. Of course, I was already a fan. I had started reading the books when I got there, so when they were like, "Would you like to work with Lee?" I was like, "Um, yes, yeah, <laughs> thank you." <laughs> Um, and I wanted to try and explain a little bit that I was sort of serving two roles with her because I was her editor. I was her main editor for the books, but I also was her publisher because I was running the imprint. So, you know, there's the editing of the books part, you know, working with her on the text and the content and the story and all that good stuff, but also, my design team, um, and I working with her on the design of the books, which with the Rishaverse is an extra special thing that we get to do. Um, But also when I came in, you know, we had, she had, was just finishing the duology. This had become a huge runaway success. The series (laughs) had very much established itself at that point. You know, Six of Crows really brought her a whole new audience and opened it up. So at that point, when I came on board, I was like, okay, we have something big here. And now we need to start thinking about this as a universe, we need to start thinking about it as a brand. And so under my time with the Grishaverse is when we started calling it the Grishaverse. Officially, we made the logo to call it that. We did the new map, which is now in all the books, we repackaged the first three books, you know, to get sort of a new audience an older audience coming to them. We sort of Knew that the show was probably going to happen. I don't think it was a done deal when I came on board, but it was in the works. So we sort of wanted to set everything up so that when the show did come out, and all these new fans came to the Grishaverse, that they would know what to do, where to go, what to read. Wow! <laughs> so looked at all the copy, looked at what was on all the covers, and just you know sort of gave everything a refresh and set it up for you know. Global
0: domination is what I like to say to Lee, um, which she enjoys.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs>
0: and it's been successful.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Um, so
2: so I worked with her on The Language of Thorns. So that was our first book together and um, King of Scars and Rule of Wolves and The Lives of Saints and The Severed Moon Journal. Um, but my time officially working on The Grishaverse is now over You know, during the pandemic. Print got shut down and we all got laid off, which sucked. But I still talk to Lee, so
1: that's nice. Yeah, you have a friend for life. That's oh, that's incredible. Well, that's amazing. I I can't believe that. Like, um, just to be behind the scenes and all these different because the Grisha verse is so huge, and I I love hearing that there was so much thought put into it because that is like, of course there is, but like language of thorns specifically let's um let's kind of dive into that i want to we actually are covering that right now on our podcast yes so we have um so we have gone from the very beginning shadow and bone and we have gone all the way through the main novels we've just finished rule of wolves and now and we oh i'm sorry we just finished lives of saints and now we're doing language of thorns and um yeah, so it's really exciting. And Terry hadn't read The Grishaverse. She's reading it as we're going along right now. And it's awesome. But I told when before we got Language of Thorns, I was like, you have to actually buy this book. Like, because this book, <laughs> when you read it, there's art that goes with it that you're not going to get if you get the Kindle version. Yeah. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about? the thought process behind language of thorns and like the work that went into the design and oh yeah okay
2: yeah so much work went into the design of this book um so this was you know we had just started working with lee and they had signed up this book but hadn't started working on it at all so this was sort of our our big start fresh slate with her um, and of course, we wanted to impress her. We were nervous about working with the amazing Lee Bardugo, but she was also just, she really wanted to do this book. This was just like a special project in her heart that she really, really wanted to do. And she knew it wasn't going to be, you know, as big as the novels, but she was excited that the publisher was willing to do it, basically. Um Because she we she and I both love the idea of the book that's in the universe, you know, that sort of meta thing. Like this is the book of fairy tales the characters might be reading and carry around. Um, which, you know, of course is why we both love the lives of saints too. But um, so Language of Thorns, I I mean, I love this book. I love the stories, I love what she did, I love how dark they all are. Yes. So like. Just as an editor, I was very nervous because I'm like, how am I supposed to edit Lee Verdugo? Like she (laughs) knows what she's doing. She doesn't need me at this point. Um, So we were both sort of building that trust. And it was, it was a nice, it was a nice way to start because it's not quite as epic as uh, King of Scars, for example, which was the next book that we did. And we could sort of get to know each other. And, you know, luckily Lee was several books into her career at that point. So she knew how she liked to work. You know, every editor and every author works a little bit differently. We all like to do notes a little differently. We all, every writer has a different process. So it was nice that she, at that point, knew what her process was. So I could just say, tell me how you like to work. Tell me how you do this and the best way that I can help you. And how do you want me to give you notes? You know, some people prefer to have edit letters. Some people like to have the notes in the manuscript editors have different preferences about how they do it but you know we try to do what the author wants or needs because it just makes their life easier of course yeah so we were figuring all of that stuff out but then the real exciting part was the design of the book because um because it's a lee bardugo book there's an expectation that it is really pretty mm. which we were fine with yeah. <laughs> and It meant that we could do a little more with the the specs on the book with like tricking out the jacket to make it look pretty and put foil on it and all that stuff. So um, the creative director at Imprint, Natalie Sousa, um, had this idea about the art building through each story to that big final image so that as you turn the page, you got a little more piece of the art. And as you turn the page, you got one more little piece of it. So she came up with that idea and she pitched it to me. And I was like, that sounds amazing and incredible. Like, instead of just putting a couple of illustrations, each page would be unique. And that feels really special. I'm like, but that's going to be a lot of work. So I just want you to remember (laughs) later that I warned you. And she's like, yes, I I know. And of course, later I was like, I told you it would be a lot of work. Like, yes, it was. Um, so we found the artist, Sarah Kippen, and she did these beautiful pieces. So basically Sarah would do the finished illustration that you see at the end of each story. And then Natalie went in and broke it up into all the little pieces and she laid out each spread basically by hand, you wow. know, not by hand in a computer, but
1: yeah,
2: we <laughs> were done putting, you know, deciding which piece would be added on each page and, and putting that all together, which was an incredible amount of work. I also love the cover of this book because this was me going to Natalie and and also pitching this to Lee and saying, I want the cover to look like it's embroidered. That was me
1: who threw that out there.
2: And they're like, "Um, okay, (laughs) (laughs) I guess we can try and figure that out. (laughs) But they totally figured it out. I think it looks amazing. And we spent a lot of time picking out the paper. This jacket, this book jacket is actually, I'm looking at it right now, um, is actually printed on blue paper, which is very unusual. Like if you open up your book jacket and look at the back of the jacket, it's actually blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has to grab it. You got to look at it because yes. usually it's just like white paper that you then print colors on the front. But This is actually blue yes. paper. So the blue you're seeing on the cover is the paper showing through.
1: And that's why it looks like it's embroidered. Mm -hmm. The black
2: and the foil is actually what's applied to this jacket.
1: That is so cool. Which is a little
2: different. And we also spent a lot of time picking out this texture because we wanted that texture to feel right that's embossed on the paper. The other really cool thing is the interior this whole book is, this is just like, if you're really into like printing process and bookmaking, this is, you can totally nerd out on this, which is basically (laughs) the whole book is printed in only two colors. So that's sort of red color and the teal color. There is no black used in this book. There's only two colors of ink. And when they combine, it sort of makes the black, but the whole thing is laid out and printed in actually just two colors.
0: I had noticed that I'm a, color nerd so yeah when mm-hmm. I was looking through that I was like because I love those two colors together anyway so I thought it was really fascinating yeah very and different
1: it is and I love that when I first started reading it that like I mean the letters weren't black you know like I mean you mm-hmm. you notice it right away and I am um, Oh my god, I just love it. I am. Um, wow. We we just finished reading um, the two clever fox, and for the first time, I hadn't noticed this before. But watching the bear turn into the the wolf, or the I'm sorry, yeah, it's a wolf head. That's like yep. I started noticing. I was like, wait a minute, that bear looks a little different on this page. And then like <laughs> I like I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna enjoy this. I'm gonna keep reading. I'm gonna see what happens. I'm gonna see if I'm crazy. And then I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs>
2: I'm not. You're not. There's no. lots of little the last story is my favorite.
1: Oh, mine too. I
2: I mean it's the big finale. I love it.
1: It is. It is so good.
2: So, All yeah. the hard work <laughs> was, on it was totally worth it. Oh, thank you. I mean, this was actually this was so much fun. And it was so much fun to go through the process with Lee where we just, you know, we would picture these ideas. We're like, what if we did this? And she'd be like, Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's try it, see how it goes. Um and we actually because the jacket printing process is very complicated um, and has many pieces to it, we actually tested it on the samplers. We made samplers for this book to promote it that they gave out um, at shows. And we actually used that as a test. We um, used, did some of the specs on that, which we don't normally do, but it, the cost of doing it on just like one proof versus just testing it on the run of, of special, making the, the samplers extra special, was worth it. And then we actually got to test it and make sure that it was going to look right when we did it on the jacket and everything, which was kind of cool.
1: That's amazing. That's mm-hmm. a really, like, I love hearing about the embroidery because I, I, that's so neat. And I love books like this too. I nerd out on this stuff. Lives of Saints is like, yeah. I, I geek out when someone writes a book. Like when I found out that the Istory, and I, I call it the Istory Sanctia because I'm sorry. That's yes, what I'm I've,
2: afraid to try and pronounce it Out loud. <laughs> <laughs> We should definitely use its proper name.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I'm just a dork. And like, but when she released that she was coming out with that, I lost it because I was like, that's what I love.
2: That was one of of the most fun things is when I first started working with Lee, um, I said to her and I said to her agent in a separate conversation, I was like, this book that Alina is carrying around in the trilogy, I want to make this book. And they were like, well, we do too. (laughs) They're like, yes, absolutely. And I'm like, we have to make this book and then we have to get the television production. We have to get them to put it on the show. It has to be a prop and we need to see her carrying it around. So from the very beginning, that was my goal with this book.
1: That's awesome. My dreams
0: came true.
1: Yeah, well. And And
0: Eric's dream came true. It did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When we spoke, when we actually got to have the privilege of talking to lee um i i feel like i need to get this as my ringtone but i she could tell how big of a dork I was about this stuff and how much i wanted it and she said that it was pretty much a love letter to me i know it wasn't oh. but she said that and i like will never stop hearing her say that in my head um okay so um
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> what's next? so another book rule of wolves being the la- the latest and arguably the most involved novel in the series that I have ever worked on yes (laughs) yeah so how was it working on that I imagine there were lots of difficulties well
2: I mean with both these novels with King of Scars and Rule of Wolves like at this point she's bringing together story and characters from five previous novels plus some little hints from Language of Thorns and Lives of Saints so um it's a lot to cover it's a lot to make sure we're being consistent make sure we're matching everything that's come before but also you want it to stand on its own and be just as enjoyable Uh, um, I think my cat just meowed behind me um in case you hear anything uh so it was it was a lot of work but it was so much fun (laughs) I mean the best yeah. part about doing all of this is that you're basically in a secret club that, I mean, in for a lot of these little secrets, like I would be the only one, like even within the publisher, I would be the only one to know things for a long time while she was working on the books. Um, and so I got, I had to keep these secrets all the time. <laughs> Cause it's like, there is a huge, amazing marketing and publicity team who work on these books. And, and I would give, I'd be like, she's working on it and this is coming in. Or I'd be like, the draft came in and oh my God, it's amazing. And they'd be like, don't tell me they're like, I want to wait. I want to read the whole thing when it's done. Like, don't spoil it for me. They'd be like, okay, but it's so good.
0: (laughs) But, um, so yeah, checking for like continuity, I imagine would be really difficult Um, and then I know it's part of a duology, but then having to kind of make it a standalone as well. Like if somebody just happened to pick up the book.
2: Yeah. I mean, ideally that's what you want them to still be able to pick it up and enjoy it. If that's the first book that they've picked up. Um, so I actually working on these books, my entire editorial team worked on them. It was not just me because we were always working super fast. You know, we gave as much time to Lee as possible to work on these epic drafts of these books um so when it came to us i didn't have a ton of time so i would always have someone else reading it while i was reading it and we would each focus on different things like i would have someone focus on the timeline to make sure the days were going in the right order <laughs> wow. we would check to make sure you know like just the magic and all the amazing things that are happen are all explained enough and make sense to you if you haven't read anything before um i actually, during king of scars i read the first draft that she sent me it's not her first draft but it's the first draft she sent me i read that and then i went and reread the shadow and bone trilogy to have it fresh in my mind what scenes we were gonna what was gonna happen what locations and then i was able to make a little a very small list of little tiny details that we wanted to sort of true up or match up or make sure this line of dialogue didn't contradict this other line of dialogue from three books ago. And I have to say it was super impressive. Lee was already extremely consistent. Like it was, I was reading the first three books going, holy, like she really already matched so much in here. It was very, very, very detailed things that I picked out to just make sure every last speck of detail (laughs) matched up. (laughs) Like there was not much. And then so when I did Rule of Wolves, I reread Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom because we're revisiting a lot of those locations and things. So I did that process for that one. But I also always had I had was lucky enough to have one person on my editorial team who hadn't read all the books yet. So when we were working on King of Scars, especially I asked her to read a pretty final draft. And I'm like, since you haven't read everything, you can read this fresh. Like I can't, (laughs) way too deep in this world. Please read it and just tell us if it makes sense. If you can follow it, you know, you're probably going to sense that you don't know everything because there's just so much, but just read it to make sure a person could pick it up clean and be able to still enjoy it and get through it. So we did work really hard to try and make sure it's just as enjoyable, even if you don't get all of the references. Right.
0: <laughs> and I can't even imagine just picking that book up first on its own. Woo. No. That'd be a lot.
2: I mean, it would be a lot. And, you know, I don't know that we 100% achieved that goal, but we we did the best we could. I think we got it.
1: Well... I mean, I honestly think that the majority of people that read Rule of Wolves have read everything else or at least have read like...
2: Yeah, I would hope so. I, I mean, you're definitely going to miss out on a lot if you're not exactly all those fun things that she... I mean, it's, when she, she was working on Rule of Wolves, I don't know if she going to want me to say this or not. I, I joked with her and I'm like, you have brought everything together in this book. Like uh-huh. literally everything else has come together. I'm like, this is your Avengers assembling <laughs> novel of the Grishaverse. it's epic it's so epic everything happens in that book
1: it is I love it like I really do like I mean it is so epic and so many great fantastic things happen in it and I um I was amazed at all of the little details that you were speaking about I um I was amazed by that because that's something that like really draws me into a book and especially like a world I um I just like consistency, I um especially when like timelines start to break up um that just I don't know it kind of like takes away from it, and I just love how rule of wolves like I mean everything it all and see you haven't even finished it yet, but we're almost there, like it's all about to like connect into this really cool thing, like I like lost it at the end of um lives of saints when we get to read um the Darkling story, like there, like mm-hmm. Yuri is like, I, yeah, I, I read that by the way, like it came out on my Kindle. I didn't even have the physical book, it came out at midnight. I finished it before I went to work that next morning. Oh my gosh. And was like, <laughs> I was so excited. I know. And
2: it was pretty amazing to watch the book come out and people like you read it literally (laughs) overnight and also read it all the next day but just the Twitter threads that people were posting as they were reading it and their reactions to things when both books came out I it was so enjoyable for me as an editor just to see the fans reacting to everything I wanted them to react to like all the good stuff all my favorite lines you know they all picked up on those big twists that she throws in there there were some amazing Twitter threads. <laughs> so, happened.
1: speaking about those, exactly, mm-hmm. um, what did you think of the Alina and Kaz cameos? Like, I mean, what can you tell us about it? Because. I was telling Terry for the longest time that I really just wanted to know how Alina was doing. Like, I really just wanted to, like, And know. I got
0: there first.
1: She did. She <laughs> got there before I did. <laughs> and she kept on testing me and was like... Where are you I, at in the book? Yeah. Where
0: are you at? Can I say something? Oh, uh, nope. Can't say anything.
1: And I had no clue what you were talking about. And then, like... In- I literally
0: get a phone call, like, screaming.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well I mean I know like and well yeah so I knew
2: that the cameos would be very popular (laughs) I was like we I mean she was putting them in there but I I definitely advocated to have a little bit more in there of those just to make uh, make them a little bit longer get a little bit more of those characters I was like I want a little bit more of them I'm pretty sure the readers want just a little bit more So I just, I just want the fans to know that I was working for them when I was (laughs) editing these (laughs) books.
1: So would there be like parts that like, I mean, had you would just, I don't know, read something that you didn't think quite worked with that Lee had already sent you and have to tell, like, I mean, go back to Lee. I'm just like, I know this is kind of off.
2: I mean, I can't say that I ever thought something wasn't working. I mean, Lee is, extremely skilled as a writer
1: I mean meticulous
2: yeah it, she she's very talented she's a you know kind of genius with these characters and these stories but she also works super hard at it and mm-hmm. is constantly improving her craft I mean she really is an amazing craft writer like she puts so much into it so much research into it so I would read a draft and I would have comments I would have notes for her but it wasn't like rip out a third of the book okay <laughs> and it was like I want a little more of this, I want a little more of that, you know, and a lot of it she kind of already knew also, but, you know, to her credit, she wanted notes, she wanted feedback, and wanted to make sure it was all on the right track, and so my job was mainly to just say, I mean, especially with Rule of Wolves, she's like, this book is going to be too long, I'm like, I don't care, I need more, Mm I need more of this, I need more of that, it was basically just asking her for more of everything when I was editing that book. Oh. Well, we appreciate
1: you. We do. <laughs> so do you think the Apparat is still alive?
2: So also while editing each book, <laughs> I would get to the Apparat and I would be like, Lee, can we please kill off the Apparat? He's <laughs> so evil. He's the worst person. I hate him so much. I just want to come off. And she'd just be like, nope.
1: <laughs> He's so creepy.
2: I think he might survive forever. I think he's like a cockroach.
1: I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, he's. Oh my god! He's Very
2: good at surviving.
1: I know. I wish he wouldn't. I just. But he
2: always. I mean, he's always there, lurking in the background, <laughs> doing something. He is so creepy.
1: God. Okay. Well, maybe one day she'll write his like. I
2: really, I mean, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for someday for the apparat to get his due. <laughs>
0: We need and his eulogy.
1: Yes, I'll write his eulogy. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> That'd be a fun commercial. Um, so, how early in the process did you know that the darkling would return? And that, like, I'm, and that's not with um, Rule of Wolves. That that's, um, you know, um, King of Scars. Like, because that was huge. Like, I mean, at the very end. You find out, like, I just was like, what? Like, I remember I was listening, like, at that point, I was listening to it. And I was listening to the last, cha- like, last chapters for some reason in my car. And I had to, like, pull over and, like, stop and rewind and be like, did I hear that correctly? Because I, like, normally read at home. But for some reason, I really needed to hear it while I was driving. So, but anyways, yeah. Um, so
2: it was a surprise to you at the end. Huge. Massive. Okay, good.
1: Yes. Good. Did you, you know, not think it, it would be it,
2: well i you worry about it you're like is it too obvious that this is going <laughs> you know it's you want it to be a surprise but you're never you know people guess a lot in the oh. meeting. um i yes i pretty sure when we first talked about the book that was the plan okay um so yeah that was that was a big secret i was sitting on for a long
1: time i bet that's crazy
2: and we did, you know, that was certainly something that, you know, we worked on and talked about was getting that ending just right.
1: Oh, well, you did. It was perfect. Like, I mean... <laughs> well, she did. Yes. <laughs> so, my favorite character is Zoya and, mm-hmm. like, obsessed with her. So, of course, um, you know I was very happy at the end of Rule of Wolves and I literally actually read um the very in couple chapters where it describes her um like her dress and everything that she wears the dragon stuff i love that um i really need one uh, however i pushed
2: i pushed for more dress details
1: oh my
0: god <laughs> i need
1: more get more i was
0: like i want people cosplaying this outfit more details please <laughs> eric will be cosplaying it i have 100
1: i'm already dying for like to see like it's just so beautiful i i want more did you know, Did you, I'm guessing that since you guys pre-planned so much that the Darkling was going to be coming back, that probably you knew that Zoya was going to be the one that ruled at the yeah. end. Okay.
2: She, spoiled, she spilled those beans to me <laughs> fairly early. We actually, when we were talking about the cover for that book, we so we talked about it because our initial idea was to do something kind of like dragon scale looking but then we didn't want to give it away obviously yeah. so
1: well I will tell you one thing that I expected to happen that didn't that I was I didn't want to happen I was scared I did not think Nikolai was, was going to make it through I thought Nikolai was going to end up dying somehow because she kept yeah. on saying like a, a lot of death <laughs> and everybody loves Nikolai and I was I,
2: afraid of that too I'm not I don't know if I knew about the death before i read the first draft from her
1: okay About
2: who does die in that book um i might have figured that out the first time i read it (laughs) yeah i read it i mean there are surprises when i read it like you know she pitches me sort of like the general big things but i don't know all the details until i read that first draft that she sends me and i'm always i love reading that because I'm always amazed at what she's done. I'm amazed at how much she's packed in there. I, I loved reading King of Scars because I did not like Zoya before King mm-hmm. of Scars. You know, she's written as the mean girl in the trilogy, so you don't like her. And then I was so impressed that I was totally in love with her and obsessed with her after King of Scars. Like, yeah. I think we did an amazing job getting you to understand her and then be just totally rooting for her by the end of that book.
1: I feel like you're talking about me right now.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I love Zoya so much. I'm just like, yeah, I know. I get it. Like she's
1: absolutely incredible. She's awesome. (laughs) So
2: I was I was really into all the Zoya. All the Zoya in both the books. And I love Nikolai. Nikolai was always one of my favorites. So working on these two books in particular was very much a dream for me because I love these characters.
1: They're amazing. And I really do hope that we get more from the Grishaverse. Um I know that we don't know, but I just hope there's more. I mean,
2: I think someday she'll do it. I know. She's very busy, so.
1: (laughs) I know she is. And I mean, I, and by the way, I love what she's doing. I mean, Ninth House is incredible. Cannot wait for Hellbent to come out. But, um. I I mean,
2: I'm torn because I want her to write other things too. I want her to write so many books for me to read the rest of my life.
1: Just be your personal, and not just author.
2: Grishaverse, but I also definitely want more Grishaverse. I mean, she definitely set it up at the end of Rule of Wolves for there to be more story. So
1: exactly, I and I I agree with you because I feel like for some reason I feel like I either heard her say or something where it was like it it seemed like she she felt like she closed it up and like that it kind of like had some closure and I was like oh no like and then when I read I, mean,
2: it, I think if. You had to end it there it would be okay you know like a yeah. lot has happened we had some major battles and some epic things and it brought everyone together and it's like it is a good place to end I mean hopefully it's a good place to bookmark it for now absolutely and we do come back to it but I mean yeah. she's right she did she tied up a lot of stuff
1: she there. did but there's still so much else that could happen but yeah she's Story's created nothing.
2: such an intricate world that there is a lot more that could come
1: <laughs> definitely Did- well
0: but the next question has been answered so moving on
1: oh. <laughs> i love how professional i am <laughs> um, no
0: hints i'm just like i'm going to spell it out for you move okay. on to the next question thank you <laughs> well
1: um Going on to, like, my other favorite novel, because I feel like they're mm-hmm. all... Like, I can't... Um, Lives of Saints, I was... Like, I mean, we already kind of talked about this, but I want to get a little bit more into detail about that one. Sure. Um Like, how... Like, the editing process and all that did... One, I thought it was amazing that, I mean, I was expecting to have the stories of all of Inez's knives, but then there's all these other stories. Were there any left out? How... Like, I mean, what can were there a lot of them did you have to edit any out or tell me about that
2: no i mean i don't think anything was left out i mean we made a list of every saint that was mentioned in okay. all of the books to start <laughs> um and then she had a couple that she had already thought of i mean it was interesting because we were working on this sort of in between king of scars and rule of wolves and then a little bit alongside rule of wolves so The saint, their saints are very present in both of those novels. So it was interesting to have know that we were also working on this piece and how, you know, you're getting more of these saints that you're hearing about in this other place. You're getting a little bit of their story and lives of saints. I know it was a very fun, cool thing that they were all interrelated. We're all kind of working on it together. Um, I mean, I think she mentioned when you guys talked to her that she was writing a lot of these stories on set like she was Mm -hmm. doing a million other things and traveling while trying to write these saints stories so the editing process was a little different because I was getting a couple of stories at a time and editing them and sending them back and then she would send me some more and we were just kind of on a rolling basis sending stuff back and forth to each other um but she She kind of already knew what she was doing and we wanted to make sure we had enough to fill the book but um, we we definitely didn't leave anything on the table I don't think (laughs) unless you like come up with some more since then but it was the I would say the biggest task was actually putting them in order figuring out what order to put the saints in in the book because Mm -hmm. we wanted it to sort of we didn't want to like lump all the Robkin saints in one section. And, and we didn't want all the ladies together lumped together in one section. Like we wanted to try and spread it out and have it move in and out with different kinds of stories. You know, some of them are darker than others. So we didn't want to
1: yeah, for sure. lump
2: all of those together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Cause I was under, like, I think that book is just really cool and I guess maybe I'm wrong, but I, the way that I think the Historia Sanctia like goes is like it's keeps being added to as more saints come around or something. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. because that's what I thought. Like I mean when you Well,
2: obviously it Alina does. is in there, so this is not like exactly. one of the first volumes of The Lives of
1: Saints. <laughs> okay. That's another way to look at it. Yeah, volumes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Yeah, so, like, I always thought that was neat. Because some other people were like, well, but why is Lena in it? I'm like, well, because they kept on fighting about saying, well, she's holding it in the stories. I was like, yeah, but books like that, I don't know. I kept on—the one thing that I always went back to was just thinking about in Game of Thrones at the end when, like, there's a—they're right—like, you just see them writing down the great tales and keep adding pages to these history books, and that's how I imagine Lives of Saints. I think I'm just pretty much trying to see if I'm right and like (laughs) (laughs) wanting to. I think, I think
2: think that we, and not to speak for her, but I'm pretty sure she's said this out loud um, that I think she thinks of it as a book that like every child was given, you know, almost Mm -hmm. like like a Bible stories kind of thing, you know, like every child is shown or read the book of saints in school or wherever, um, you know, if they have access to that. But, it's just kind of like such a common thing that that everyone is exposed to it. and I mean kind of like a book of fairy tales too, but obviously it's a little more um, faith-based yeah. uh, tome. So I think that you're right. I think that it would be expanded and certainly there's probably different editions with different versions of the stories and different illustrations. I think could all of that could be possible mm. in the wide range of places that presumably would hopefully make books. <laughs> oh,
1: that's so cool. <laughs> I hope more of those come out.
2: Like think about going into a bookstore in Ketterdam and maybe they have multiple versions of.
1: Yeah. Well, Fjorda wouldn't. Well, no, there were are
2: yeah, so no. Fjordans in, in there. They just feel a little, they feel like they're special.
0: They feel a little different. About well, it. like each country <laughs> in this world has different versions of history.
1: Mm -hmm. it
0: could happen there too
1: yeah
2: i mean that's that was the other really fun thing about king of scars and rule of wolves is that she put the saints in there and you get more of oh there's a cat in the (laughs) background yeah um but like there's more of the history of where did the saints come from how did these stories start like were they real people and what were they actually like and we she actually dives into that amazing lore which i love yes and isn't just talked about like it comes to life <laughs> in those books which is so cool
1: it is i um i love that book so much i wish i knew more i wish like i mean i love that the show came up with like i mean how to write in robkin however like there's two versions of the alphabet that have come out i don't know which one is real but i wish i like actually could type it i've always like <laughs> i'm that's how much in lore like i love it like we actually have we haven't finished it yet
2: do you see this, do you see this cat behind my head Aw. hi for anyone not watching the video there's a cat behind me playing wow.
1: with the christmas tree in the back is that a
2: um, christmas tree <laughs> Well, I mean, at this point, it's the springtime tree. It's there all year. There it's go. a decorative tree. It sure is. A decorative foil tree with lights on it. <laughs> it's for Celebrating
1: Saint um, like life.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so the, the other, I mean, of course, again, with the Lives of Saints, we got to do this incredible design work on it. But this time we were thinking about it also being on the television show. So the cover actually was done, you know, in conjunction with the show design okay and um but the inside we found this natalie again found this amazing artist um dan zollinger who does these gorgeous paintings um and eliza eliza veta was the first one that we did and she is actually still maybe my one of my favorites in the book like she's that painting is so stunning Yes, and originally we were hoping we did it first, and we laid out a couple of pages of the book because we were really hoping that we'd actually see the inside of the book on the television show. Also, yeah. that'd be cool. It did not happen. Um, Yet. Well, we saw some other version of the inside of the book, which yes, we did. It's fine. It's fine. But I was a little annoyed. Um, mm. But the fun part is, is that if you watch the show twice like I did and you're looking very closely at all the little design details and Neja's necklace that she's wearing with the saint if you look at that art it is the it- art from inside the book
1: oh yeah oh we caught that <laughs> oh, we yeah. clocked that thank
2: you for catching it when I caught I was like oh my god and I started like jumping up and
0: down by myself in my house and then oh we picked those things oh. apart Yes. Frame by frame,
1: we clocked yeah. all that stuff. I mean,
0: <laughs> excellent, excellent.
1: I literally, actually, like I remember when we were like covering the show. I had a still image of they show Kaz's watch for a mi- for a second, and it's mm-hmm. not a normal watch or clock or any way that I would know how to tell time. And I was just so intrigued by it. But I mean, that was as far as it went because I didn't have any. But <laughs> like, I mean, I'm the one <laughs> intrigued by it. Nobody else seemed to care. Um But I did. And it only it, I don't even think anybody else saw it, to be honest. It was like it shows him looking at it for a second, but I'm like, that is not numbers. Um <laughs> No, uh,
2: there's I mean, the does I and mean, the show the production design is very good on the show. It's they, incredible. they did a lot of
0: very cool things in the background. Oh. That's well, speaking awesome. I'm excited, of, I can't uh, yeah. wait to watch the second season. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's coming soon. That's exciting. Hopefully. Yeah. So, speaking of visuals and Mm -hmm. uh, pictures in books, (laughs) (laughs) the upcoming Demon in the Wood graphic novel is the next one that everybody is excited about. Mm
1: -hmm. What
0: can you tell us about it? Uh, This is bittersweet for me
2: because I started this book with Mm -hmm. Lee. My team started it and got it rolling and we got the script done and we had the artist just starting um when we had to leave it so it's i mean it's in good hands but yeah it'll actually be a surprise to me when i get my copy and and get to look at the art because we had started that process but hadn't gotten that far Um, but i'm really excited about it i think it's gonna be gorgeous and i'm hoping that it's amazing and the fans love it and then there gets to be more graphic novels.
1: Whose idea was that? Like, I mean, did Lee want to do a graphic, like, I mean, a graphic novel, is just she so different.
2: did. She wanted to do a graphic novel and we spent some time talking about different possibilities and what to do first and where to start, basically. Okay. <laughs> and, they, and I think we sort of agreed that The Darkling is the place to start um, and getting this extra piece of story which of course the short story already existed right. um but has now been adapted into a full graphic novel so um it's a different experience i think than reading the short story
0: So is it more content than the original? I mean I honestly don't
2: 100% remember but i'm <laughs> going to guess yeah. that it It just by the fact, like the fact that it's so many more pages. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That, like, yeah, I think there's probably a little more, little bits and pieces of things that you don't get in the short story. Yeah. But you also get it all rendered visually. So that's right. That in and of itself is a lot more.
1: You know, I just, like, I can't believe, like, this is me, by the way, just making this connection. A graphic novel, of course. Like, I mean, it's not going to be, like, I mean, it's, um, we're going to be seeing, like, it's like a comic. I mean. Yeah. It's so
2: all visual. But it's, and it takes uh, a long time to make one. So.
1: Oh, I can imagine. We've
2: been, we've been working on it for, like, two years. Well, I worked on it for a year, and then somebody else has been working on it for
1: another year. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to see Bagra young yeah. and um which by the way you did a fabulous picture we every <laughs> our anniversary is every october which happens to also be in halloween month so every episode since we started doing the t- the taping of youtube that like i mean nine people watch we <laughs> dress up in <and> cosplay <laughs> each week and it's really fun and one of the fabulous ones that terry did was um yeah, you just did a good version okay. of Bagra. Thanks.
0: Oh, I love Bagra. Why I did the think? I did the the Younger. the book yeah. version and not the show version.
1: Oh well. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean that's one
2: nice thing is we're gonna get a little more Bagra in this book because it's part of the
1: story. I know. Who doesn't want more Bagra? Who doesn't want more Kane? I love that Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So would you be interested in playing a little Fjord and Mary Kill with us?
2: Sure. <laughs> I don't think I can get out of it. Well, you can. You can say
1: no. I won't.
2: No, no. <laughs> Saying no is allowed.
1: <laughs> well, it's not going to be too bad because we'll play along with you. How about that? So, okay. like, I mean, we, right. we'll help that you Yeah, That makes out. it better. Exactly. So, Fjord and Mary kill Nikolai Zoya Darkling. And what's funny is I just realized that I made these hard... And now I've this got is very hard. Yeah.
0: Oh no, this one is like one hundred percent easy for me. Like I, yeah.
1: Zoe well, then easy. you go. Well,
0: yeah, you go first. <laughs> okay, so the darkling is always feared in, like, always feared in the darkling. One hundred percent. Nikolai is a king, so you have to marry Nikolai because then you are gonna have riches and be queen, and then Zoya can go bye bye. Wow,
1: you just broke my heart. Yeah. But that's okay. That was cutthroat. It was, but that's- <laughs> I'm not as much of a
0: Zoya stan as you are, though, so... I know. Yeah, clearly. Um,
1: <laughs> so, it's not and easy. And I'm just being
0: practical, because, like, Nikolai is king, so, like, you can't... Well, I have... Up. I am practical, but in a different way, I think. Okay.
2: Um I mean, I would say that I would kill the Darkling, except can you really kill the Darkling? Mm. So, like... <laughs>
1: We did one. It didn't work.
2: Try at <laughs> least. Try. Maybe kill some form of him. Um, and then I think I would marry Nikolai because not just because he's a king, but because he will keep me well fed and entertained. True. Because I think he is hilarious mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. likes good food, as do I. Ooh. And then I think I would fear it in Zoya. I think that would be a good time.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't want to answer this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was my idea, too.
0: Yeah, uh, you came up with it, so you, you definitely have
1: to answer it. Okay.
0: I was going to say Zoya, like Fjordaning Zoya would be hot. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think yeah. anybody would get the joke. Dragon hot. <laughs> Come on.
1: I'm sorry. Right. Moving I, on. It would I be got...
0: smoking hot, actually. <laughs> smoking hot.
1: I would be I would like giggle and <laughs> be like what do we want to do? I don't know what to do. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like I love you too much and also not into that. But you're beautiful, gorgeous. Um Well, and
0: I know your answer.
1: Well, I couldn't do uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, I can't. There'd be no way. I mean, I could no. Fear didn't would not happen. I would definitely not be able to kill her, so I'd have to marry her. However, I'm thinking Well, I'm not I <laughs> I'm just assuming I'm so much like Zoya, but I'm really not. <laughs> um, I just realized that. I was like, oh, well, how are two best friends gonna get along for life? And then, like, yeah, well. Hi. Well, you are <laughs> in the Grisha verse.
0: Hello. Hi.
1: Gosh. <sighs> I love Zoya. You I know. know. And I love you. You are, and you are not, we are <laughs> we're in the Grisha verse. Okay. Okay, so, so answer. I am I'm trying to figure out how I'm, who I'm gonna fear it in now, yeah. darkling or Nikolai I think I mean, I know and darkling does sound fun, but you know what, I bet Nikolai would be some fun too, oh yes, like really, so, so like I think I'm definitely gonna go for fearing Nikolai because the darkling, I think you're right i I don't yeah, he's in a tree right now anyways, so. <laughs> He's holding the world together. He's busy. He wouldn't be able to. <laughs> okay, stop, Eric. Yep. Okay, moving on. Not that on. kind of show. No, it's not. But it's fun to <laughs> you take told it there.
0: Tell me it was family friendly.
1: It <laughs> is.
0: At some point, we will have to do like a. We need to do an adult. Song yes, we have apologize. to do like a PM version at some point.
1: Well, that's what we tried to do, and then we got complaints in the beginning. No, so, a separate uh-oh. one with like a disclaimer like Oh well yeah, we're yeah. do well that'll happen when we do nine thousand. But that's I know. Okay. Sure. okay, we'll yeah, do, yeah, got, do yeah I got Okay, so we've got another one. Okay. Um and this one it's really not that different. I just realized I really like I'm way too involved. It's two of the same character, just <laughs> another added one. Okay, well, still let's go for it. Um Kaz. Nikolai and the Darkling. Yeah, I realized. I was like, I have two of the... I put Nikolai and the Darkling again and just put Kaz in there. But my
0: answer is the same.
1: The same? So you're going to kill Kaz? (laughs) Yes. Well, you're easy to please. Jeez. You'd kill Kaz, really?
0: Yeah, Yeah. because of the other two options. Just from process of elimination.
1: Yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, Kaz wouldn't touch you anyways. (laughs)
2: See, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you could marry him, I guess, but yeah. And be clean of the be dregs. Challenging, <laughs> I think.
1: Yeah, I, I think.
2: Yeah,
1: you're right. I really expected that to be a little bit harder than I thought. I, think I would
2: still marry Nicholas.
1: <laughs> yeah, sounds like a good time. Okay. Well, thanks for playing that with us. Um, <laughs> sure. I play all these random. Crazy Grishaverse games by myself. Um, Or not all by myself. Not by yourself. Not by myself. Um, But we've come up with some fun ones. Yes. Like, well, we're not going to do it now, but my favorite is What If, which is, like, taking, like, some part of the Grishaverse and then trying to see what the story would be like. For instance, we did What If Zoya didn't, like, at the end of Shadow and Bone, what if she didn't go to Alina's side and stayed with the Darkling? How Ooh. would the rest of the Grishaverse, what would happen with the story? And, like, yeah. it's a, a whole discussion. Like, I love that. So, anyways. As if I had to, like, prove to you I'm a big Grishaverse fan. You deserve <laughs> uh, Anyway.
2: You're hosting an entire
1: show about Grishaverse. Mm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we spend... I'm convinced. <laughs> okay.
1: Good. I'm glad. Secrets out. We spend
0: yeah. how much time within our lives... I know. Do we okay. <laughs> um, so kind of going back, while editing Lee's work, was there ever a scene or plot that shocked you because you didn't see it coming?
1: You can name a few too. Yeah,
0: I mean, yes, a lot of things have shocked
2: me. But I but that's always a good thing. Like I don't yep. wanna see it all coming because then then I would feel like she didn't do her job like I want there to be surprises and twists even when I know like the big thing that's coming at the end I don't know all the little things along the way I mean I'm I was always a little more I don't know I just like the Shadow and Bone trilogy characters stuck in my head a bit more than the Six of Crows characters. so Nina was a little bit more of a surprise to me the whole time um just because I feel like I hadn't crawled inside her head as much as a reader but then it was so fun to work on these books i mean she is of course an amazing character and i was really glad that we got this all this extra time with her because she's amazing um that was that scene in king of scars in the woods where she's mourning and you cry at least i cried but the first time i read it i was like I'm not crying enough. I need to cry more. <laughs> that was my editorial note. I need to cry more here. Um, and I didn't know, you know, everything that was going to happen with Hannah um, <sighs> from the get go. So that was a discovery for me as I read through both books too, which was delightful. Amazing. Wonderful. So yeah, I mean, definitely there's, there's so much in these books that even when we've discussed, you know, the broad strokes of it, all those little details. I didn't know until I read it. Yeah. That's one of and the that's reasons. why it was always so fun to get the first draft.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's one of the reasons why I enjoyed her book so much is because Eric can say too, that I pick things apart and I can guess what's going to happen. And I, 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 I guess focus on these like finite details and I have a hard time reading because I get so bored halfway through cuz like I know it's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. This is it's so unoriginal, but reading through her books, I had no idea and all these like shocks and twists would come up and that just it really drew me in. And I I applaud <laughs> her for that for coming up with all these different ways to tell stories and all these different twists that you just don't see coming.
2: Yeah. And I think um, the way she brought all the cameos in in Rule of Wolves was very cleverly done because it could have felt stuck in there or shoehorned in there, and it didn't. It felt like a natural part of the story. I guess, actually, even though I knew what was going to happen for Zoya at the end of Rule of Wolves, I didn't know how it was going to happen until I read that scene. And Mm. so that was a surprise to me. Yeah, yeah what happens in that room what Nikolai does
1: it's beautiful
2: (laughs) it is but I'm also but like I was thinking about this when I was trying to like refresh my memory on all these books before we talked because I was terrified of not remembering something um but Nikolai like he is he doing it just for her is he doing it for the country is he doing it a little bit for himself because he doesn't really want to keep doing this anymore like her her characters are so well drawn, so well developed that it's kind of all of those things. Like they're so complex, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, have... he
2: wanted to be
0: Sturmund.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've... I mean that's that's there's definitely a selfish element in there,
1: right? Oh.
2: But also yeah. a very unselfish element. Like it... he is definitely doing it for the country as well. Yeah. And he still gets to be king.
1: He's so... Yeah. <laughs>
2: He still gets to wear his fancy
1: suit. he yeah. does and i appreciate all of them <laughs> and all his like i just he's so funny um i like the surprises for like i just loved rule of wolves was full of them for me like i was still getting over alina's cameo that when kaz's cameo came up i had no like that was probably the biggest surprise because i just had no clue that was coming like at all and it was just like Oh my god, Lee, you've put every single person. And I'm like, I know. I'm like screaming to a window. Um, and my dog. Like that this is so cool. And yeah, it's just it's amazing. Yeah. So I love that. And
2: I wasn't I wasn't also wasn't totally sure what she was gonna do with the darkling with the heretic at the end yeah. of Rule of Wolves.
1: That was a surprise too, to be honest. I did not expect him to be the reason that the Grisha verse is still together like yeah. really like that is intriguing is that's why intriguing. he's such a great
0: character he's so his he's so up and down you love him you hate him you love him you hate him i mean i hate i hate him all the time <laughs> um he's a bad guy but he's he is. consistent he too. Is. but the mark of a good writer is where you have these moments where you're like oh <laughs> and you you kind of feel this like Question. slight empathy for them and you have to remind yourself like they're bad. <laughs> yeah.
2: Actually, one of his chapters is my favorite chapter in Little Wolves. Cuz he's
1: so evil. <laughs> Which one is that?
2: Um the one where he rips that guy's heart out of his chest.
1: Oh. Yeah.
2: I'm a little bloodthirsty. So <laughs>
1: was, it's awesome. Same.
2: I was like, yeah, his true self is coming out. Like, I, I I know it's a little controversial. I've seen a lot of fans love and hate that he came back in the book. Really? And yeah, some people didn't want to read his point of view at all or felt like they didn't, they felt like it had been put to bed and they didn't need him to come back. But, oh my God. I love that he came back and I loved getting those couple chapters inside his
1: head. Yeah. That was amazing. I mean, well,
2: I love his sort of super ancient perspective on other people and how, how highly regard,
0: how much he regards himself above everybody else. And yeah. Well, I'm the vampire girl. So I kind of get that from him. I get that. Like I've lived a thousand lives. Yeah. character from him and so that kind of speaks yeah. to my my goth soul
1: <laughs> and he has and one thing that i always stay con that i think though is he's very consistent consistent and like he like if you think about all the bad things he's done like he really truly like he he has done it always for he's always tried to have a home for grisha he's always tried to like make in a way I don't know.
0: He thought that's, that's what he his was doing. Rationale, sure. sure.
1: It's like I, I guess my perspective is like his. I think
2: he took it a little farther than necessary.
1: Oh, of course, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: I think there's some power and ego in there as well. I mean, but that's yeah. what I find so interesting about the ending and what she did with him. Because some people read it as redemption for him, but I don't think mm-hmm. it is, and I don't.
1: Oh, it's punishment.
2: I think it is punishment and I think it is appropriate punishment. And just because he accepts it doesn't mean that it's redemption. Right. But I think it's so fascinating because if you really think about it, it's like, what do you do with him? And it's, I mean, she's made it super so complex, it's like it kind of brings up capital punishment and what is the appropriate punishment for someone like him who has done committed such atrocities and yet is still around.
1: And there's people who praise him.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, he has followers. (laughs) He he has people who are devoted to him. And I mean, she just does such an amazing, it's a complete fantasy world, but she's brought all these real life themes and politics and stuff in there in in a gentle way, but it's there and it's what makes it feel so layered and complicated.
1: Oh yeah. And that's... That's what's amazing about her writing in the verse in general is just how layered it is and like how, I don't know, it's just all perfect. Like I keep going back to that Yuri story, but like that was just like, I mean, just going back to that moment of in Shadow and Bone when Novo Kribiris gets just like, you know, just gone. I just thought that was so cool to all of a sudden be like there and hear someone else's perspective. And I don't know. I am just I so neat. Anyway. Yeah. So yep. it
0: worked. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Novakopirsk.
1: Ooh, yeah. Talking about, okay, so like I love maps. Like, love, yeah. love, 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 love maps. Obsessed. Obsessed. Because it's lore. Like, I want m- as much of it as I can get. And the maps have been my favorite thing. And then when the King of Scars maps ca- came out, I about just lost it. I was like, this is beautiful and it's what i'd always wanted i just wanted more and more detail and it's exquisite it's beautiful um i um i just wanted to know like i mean what like even if you didn't have anything like what parts do you play <laughs> it like do you have... um I'm...
2: the part i played was saying let's make a new map
1: <laughs> <laughs> great idea <laughs>
2: Uh, and then really like credit goes again to the design team and really to the artist on this one um, Sveta did an incredible job and we kind of gave her, I, I was actually texting one of our designers, Ellen Duda earlier today. And I'm like, do you remember what all the little symbols are that we put on the map? Because I, you guys handled it and I don't even really remember everything, but we had sort of just like given her a list of things things that she should include and obviously the cities that should be included and she just kind of went from there like all these amazing creatures in the sea and all this she like a lot of these details came from her came from the artist she just like did everything we wanted her to do and made it really beautiful
1: that's awesome i love the whale that's all the way in the bottom left corner I know, like
2: i do too she's so cute <laughs> I love- I love all the
1: little creatures that she added. Yeah, we need to have a story about him.
0: We need Ismrude.
1: Yeah, our obsession. <laughs> you'd have to listen to our past story. Like, we have a little obsession with Ismrude. I know he's like, you probably don't even know who, like, I mean, Ismrude. Deep
0: dive, deep cut.
1: It's it's a very, like.
0: <laughs> one it's, sentence. It's
1: one sentence in the entire um, story. It's in Siege and, no, Ruin and Rising. Ruin and Rising. yeah. Well, yeah, it's in the very beginning of Ruin Rising. She like it's um, she's tells the like story of like how like in the White Cathedral and it starts off with like a fable kind of that there might be this giant worm named Ismrude that might eat you if you go it's down so, the road. It
0: eats the earth. And so he makes these the tunnels s- and they're hiding in his tunnels. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah okay yes. yeah so we became obsessed like we we went on sure. this whole big long tangent of giving him a voice
1: when we read it for the first time it just it, <laughs> and it
0: just it exploded
1: well it, it yeah did.
0: so we'll have to talk to lee
2: like we're gonna need another book of stories that includes the worm <laughs> oh my God.
1: yeah isn't Ridge great yeah. um He is. He actually, like, I mean, we do have, like, a cartoon version of him already. Well, me dressed up as him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's funny. I
2: feel like, I don't know. Like, Lee puts all these little tiny details. The (laughs) other fun thing about the imprint books, we did this in every imprint book, but it was especially fun asking Lee to do this. On the copyright page at the beginning of every book, at the bottom, there's a little book curse. Which is a really ancient tradition that they used to do when when books were like literally handmade and hand painted. So there would only be one in a library. Then they would put these curses in them to sort of try and prevent you from stealing them. Like if you steal this book, horrible <gasps> things will happen to you. So I like had read about that and I fell in love with the idea. So every imprint book has a book curse in it, and I think leaves are among the
1: most entertaining
2: because <laughs> oh they're basically God. all little tiny micro mini stories
0: that she wrote. For
1: that is book. so cool. Okay, I don't even...
0: You have a book literally right there's next to you. I know, but I don't know if is this is an
1: imprint one. <laughs> <laughs> this is an imprint one. Yeah, we literally just talked about it. Oh, yeah, there's one in there. Yeah. <laughs> in fairy tales, clever thieves are rewarded for their integrity. But purloin this book and be hounded forever by a gingerbread goblin, golem, sorry, golem, who will hide your keys and spoil all your dinner parties by talking about the boring dream she had last night. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, our listeners are going to be <laughs> fascinated by that. because check all I your, Find
0: all the book courses. Yeah, check all your books.
1: I want all of them.
0: You have yes. all
2: of them. I know. You have them all. <laughs> you just... <laughs> Haven't yet discovered them. I have not. That is so cool. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's actually there's even one in the
0: journal. There's even is one. Is it
1: really? In wow. The okay. We really put in
2: everything.
0: Well, now you're going to go on a treasure hunt afterwards. I am.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so neat. Enjoy
0: because they're delightful. I will.
1: I, 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 I absolutely will. Because I actually now have extra content that I don't know that I have my hands on. Had. Yeah. I've got my, I know. <laughs> Okay, I'll calm down over here. <laughs> Please
2: don't. <laughs> no, I love that you're so excited about it because I
0: was very excited
2: uh, to sneak those little secrets in there. That's awesome.
0: Okay, so what character do you relate to the most in the Grisha verse? And what type of Grisha would you be?
2: Oof. Ugh, it's so hard. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if relate is the right word, but I'm definitely team Zoya at the moment, I
1: feel Woo! like, Sorry. Yeah.
2: working on those two books really sold me on Zoya, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> so into her now, <laughs> yeah. and I, and I do think that we share a little bit of a, a practical nature, um, and maybe a tendency to roll our eyes at mm-hmm. things, so yeah, I'd have to go with Zoya. And I was trying, I I always want to say summoner because of course being a sun summoner or like the darkling seems really the best. Um, But I actually think it would be extremely cool to be a addressed and be able to fabricate like jewelry and clothes and things because I am a very visual person, but I'm not very good at making a thing that looks like the vision that i have <laughs> in my head which is why i love having such an amazing design team to work on these books because i'd be like i want it to look embroidered and they would make that happen um but i feel like if i had some direct skills i could actually
1: make some of that stuff oh my gosh perfect. that's awesome oh so. well Sue, so, um if you could okay so yeah i love this question um if you could live in any other fandom besides the Grishaverse, which would you choose? And this is just assuming that you read other fantasy. So, like, for instance, I'll let you know that Lee and I both picked that we're going to Elfheim. Um, mm-hmm. sure, but, sure. yeah, love Holly Black.
2: I and, don't trust those fairies.
1: Oh, my God, I'm obsessed with fairies. <laughs> I love it. Um is this a question you can answer? Do you like, I mean, do you read it? Like, I mean,
2: I mean, it's hard to. I guess it, it is hard. And I probably would throw back to something I read as a kid, Ooh. which is Anne McCaffrey's Dragon Riders of Pern books, because you got to ride dragons in them. Okay. And I really thought that was cool. So I would probably go that, but also a more modern thing. I mean, you recently, the reason we're even talking is because you had Liz Huerta on for The Lost Dreamer,
1: Mm -hmm. which is another book
2: that I had actually acquired and edited. Um, And I would love to live in the dream
0: that she has created.
1: Agreed. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, those books were beautiful.
1: I can't wait for more of that. That's Yeah, I mean,
2: she... I really hope that everyone buys that book and reads it, and keeps buying her books because she has so much story and so many ideas planned. Like, if it, if it's successful, she's going to keep telling stories in that world and in different times. Like, I feel like she wow. could write stuff forever.
1: Yeah. yeah, I have a
0: total crush on her.
1: She is amazing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> she's amazing. She's magical. I mean, when I I was lucky enough to meet her in person. Um, before I bought the book. And just meeting her in person, it was like, she just walked in my office and was like, a magical person is here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she really is. She's so sweet and just so like genuine. And so like, uh, I, I love it. And I love that book. It's incredible. And I I felt really special that we got to read it before. Yeah. Like that was like my first ARC. By the way, when we interviewed Lee and she mentioned the word ARC, I had no clue what she was talking
2: about. Oh, yes. Our publishing jargon, yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I was just like, what was she talking about? I was like, I just didn't know. Um, we
2: also have multiple terms for the same thing. So it could be called an ARC. It could be called an ARE. It could be called a galley. Mm. It could be like, all of those things mean the same thing. It's huh. just an advanced copy Yeah. Of
1: Uh, yeah it was so cool like i mean to finally read one and i loved liz's and it was so good and then to be there for the book coming out and yeah
0: i want to see that visually like i want to see it on the screen somehow i just it'd be absolutely magical
1: it's a beautifully described world the dream is just really cool it's
0: stunning i mean her descriptions
1: are incredible
2: I love that book so much because it was the, you know, as a kid, I loved these ancient civilizations and empires that you learn about, you know, was the Maya and the Aztec. And, mm-hmm. and I've been to a couple sites in Mexico, but like reading her book was the first time that I felt like it came alive that I could actually imagine people living amongst these temples and going about their daily life and the magic that was in, she infused in everything like that's what excited me so much about these books is I feel like I'm actually walking around in one of these worlds for the first time.
1: I absolutely agree. It is really like, it's very vivid, the colors. I just felt like I could feel them. And, um, yeah,
2: I feel like you don't often read a book and come away thinking about
1: how colorful colors,
2: you know? Yeah. And I feel like you do
1: after you read that book. Absolutely. I totally agree. And, um, by the way, I'm when you mentioned. So I'm not familiar with the world that you said you wanted to live in. That, mm-hmm. but, but I'm reading Dragonlance right now. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> um, a little different. It is, but like, yeah. But it reminded me of what you were saying. I was like, huh. I wonder if they're familiar. Like, I mean, I don't know. Dragonlance is very interesting. Supposedly, she, Lee got inspired from those books. Is what she says a long, long, long time ago. Um, I don't know how true I mean, that is. I mean, I feel like
2: when I was a teen, there were a lot of those, you know, sort of like D&D-inspired Dragonlance mm-hmm. novels, things, um, and then the books I was talking about, the Anne McCaffrey books, were also sort of very popular back then, but it was more like, it kind of grew out of all those 70s, um,
1: Okay. well, I'll have to check it out,
2: novels, I mean, I will say I mentioned the to ones, and she's like oh I didn't like those books <laughs> <laughs> like well I did this- um but Dragon Flight is is sort of like the first book to start with and it is very similar to many I would say YA fantasy books you okay. know there's a girl and she is special and can talk to dragons and so you know hmm. gets pulled out of her Cinderella like circumstances and oh. does in fact get to ride some dragons
1: that sounds cool i love it so this goes back to uh, kind of the lives of saints do you have a favorite saint i mean well you kind of mentioned that you did you um did you say lizabetta or
2: yeah i really i really do like that lady but i also just had favorite pieces of art in the book um i mean i do like sanct valentin um but I think my favorite piece of art in the book is Dimitri, which is the skeleton Yeah. <laughs> kneeling.
0: This is my favorite.
1: I know. And please come back I love for it. our Grishaversary because that is <laughs> one of my costume ideas.
0: We spent so much time talking about that illustration. And that I story. so much. <laughs> just like, hey, mom, how's it going?
1: Well, I love that it's a keyhole that is the border. Mm-hmm. And like, that's mm-hmm. just really cool. Um, and... I just feel bad. It's, it's one of my favorite. Yeah. Okay. And
2: uh also Alina's illustration we spent a lot of time on getting that little oh yeah. rainbow shimmer in her light there.
1: Well, that was a- I don't
2: know. I loved I mean I kind of love all of these stories but all for different reasons like I love the guy who got stones piled on him.
1: Yeah, that's that's it's funny kind of, sad.
2: But it's kind of <laughs> Great. And yeah. also the guy who never stops talking.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> that's Lumen. Right? Isn't it? That
2: one. Yeah. yeah. That one's <laughs> fantastic.
1: Yeah. Some of yeah, them. Yeah.
2: Lucan. 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 Not Lumen.
1: Yeah. Uh, that I mean, b- The stones. That picture, I'll never forget just because I was just like. We were
2: like, what do we doing <laughs> in the <this> picture? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. You pretty that's... much
2: have to show him what stones on top. Like, what are you going to do?
1: It's a lot of stones. <laughs> <laughs> and just some poor little legs yeah uh, yeah so this is a fun one but it yeah. might take like I mean I love thinking about this stuff would if you were a sancto what would you be the Sancta of it could be your favorite things
2: well Lee already took being the sancta of the book
1: <laughs> <laughs> correct
2: you so can't do that no nope. Um, I actually, I think I would be the patron saint of shopping. Ooh, I really, I do a lot of shopping. That sounds fun. Yeah.
1: I'm sticking with cheesecake. (laughs) (laughs) That is my title. Just letting y'all know. I'm just keep on putting it out there.
0: I'll stick with crafts that never get finished.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I like that one. I actually really like that one.
0: (laughs) That's my greatest talent in life. I collect. Crafts that will never get finished
1: yeah chris probably I, has I something have, to say I've about had a lot of
0: those i would have probably prayed to you at some point yep <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome all right and to wrap this up what advice would you give aspiring authors oh my
2: goodness. this one's so hard because everyone hears it but it's true like you really just have to write like the most important thing is to write. Don't think about it. Stop worrying about what you're going to do with it. Just start writing. The heart, that is honestly the hardest part is just getting words down on the page. Practice. You can't do anything with them until you get them on the page. And then you can rewrite them and you can edit them and you can throw them out and start over, but you have to get something down.
1: That's some good advice. Do you have like anything, like, I mean, what are you, do you have any projects coming up? that you can talk about like I mean um I
2: mean I'm still I'm doing a little bit of freelance editing and I'm actually trying to get some writing Ooh. done Ooh. myself that's but, awesome uh, it the hardest part is getting something down on the page
1: well you just gave yourself some great advice
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep I knew where I spoke um <laughs> So, yeah, I I don't know. I'm, I'm taking a little time in between and trying to figure out what's next, but um, still dabbling in a few things. And
1: Well, let us know, please. We are always here. We love it. And we would love to be able to, like, talk again, continue this conversation. I know sure. we've already talked for over an hour, so you're probably <laughs> exhausted. But it's easy to do. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, doing this with us so oh my
2: gosh thank you for having me this was so much fun I love I mean I love talking about the books I worked on
1: I know you no, know? I love talking about the books you worked on uh,
2: <laughs> and I'll just keep reading them please and, do I it honestly it's so nice to have like as editors you don't often get to interact with the readers do you know what I mean like the authors out there the author's talking to the readers yeah. and, and that as it should be but it's we put so much work into it, too. It's nice to get that, that feedback and see how much people enjoy it and love all the work that went into it. Um, yeah. I mean, people, I, I have stood next to Lee at a bunch of her signings. People may have seen me there. The tall, awkward person just walking <laughs> her. Um, but I love doing that because then I get to hear what everyone says when they come up to her and these books mean so much to people and for all of us on her team working on it, like she was just as inspiring to us. Like she inspired us to make these books, beautiful, beautiful things because we knew her fans would appreciate it and would love it. And that is just like the best feeling, the best, the best kind of thing to work on.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. I, you without you these books wouldn't be here like you were a part of them i know that like and just so thank you for all the work that you've put into these novels because seriously you have like that's a huge job you sent me a list of what you did like i asked and like i have never <laughs> scrolled down so much i was like oh my whoo so thank you because you have definitely like i mean you helped shape the verse as well and i just think it's incredible that you were a part of the team so um just Thank you. It does inspire a lot of people. It helps a lot of people. So, and you were a part of that. So, thank you so much.
2: I was. It was such a good time. It's a good team to be on.
1: Well, hopefully, we'll hear some more next time. And yeah. We'll, yeah. Yes. Well, we will see you next time, Erin. Thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, we'll see you next time. So, okay. Well, we don't have any GrishaCast Cast news, which we. Yeah, we don't have any of that. And we just had an incredible episode. So, l- next week, we will be returning to the language of thorns and discussing the Witch of Duva. Woohoo! <laughs> so, we will see you all next week. Long live the Grisha verse.
0: Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It plus. No, no mourners.
1: mourners,
0: no funerals.
1: This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at
0: Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at GrishaCast.
1: And thank you to our amazing staff, Chris, Alex, Michelle, Sid, and Chloe.